Blog Talk Radio. time with Pastor Steph. what I like to hear, that's what I like to hear, for this is the day the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you yesterday? Ah, yesterday was let's talk about a Tuesday church folk day, and ooh, we had my two cents segment on with the due time crew and we are talking about the BET Plus series Kingdom Business 2 yes season 2 episodes 3 and 4 and oh my goodness my goodness my goodness now see I'm not gonna go through all of the happenings of the two episodes, but I will talk about the church folk segments. And we talked about uh, Darlene. Darlene, Danita's mom, made a statement, sometimes the truth belongs in the dark. Now, people always talk like this when there's something that they want to hide and they're uh, trying to keep something from coming out. And, you know, this was about Danita's uh, birth that she had given way back when she was younger, 30 years earlier in her life, where her parents kind of drove her off, as she described, way out. So she would deliver this baby and no one would know because they didn't want to be embarrassed. And, you know, Danita's mom didn't want anyone to know 30 years ago, and she still don't want anyone to know. So now she's coming up with the excuse that the baby died of SIDS. Now, I don't know how many of you believe that, but I don't think many of us believe that. This is what happens when you're trying to keep something from coming to the light, and We talked about this. You know, sometimes there are times, there are those very few times in life where God, you know, may keep something 
in the background of our life so that we don't have it come up and destroy all the progress that he's made, not only maybe in our life, but in other lives. But on a regular, as they say in the street, what doesn't come out in the wash will come out in the rinse. Yo, everything in the dark will come to light. So listen, we're not supposed to be trying to hide the things that are going on in our life and lying and think no, that's not God's as Pastor Kale would say, that's not God's will for our life. We're not supposed to be lying and hiding behind, you know, all kinds of things that are going on so we can camouflage the reality of life. No, 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 no. Okay? What else did we talk about in the church folk segment? Well, Rebel says, well, you know, when I went away to juvie, I cried out to God, and he didn't, and I didn't think he heard me. I had made so many mistakes, and I had so many scars that I thought he had thrown me away, but he didn't, no matter how many times I fell. Okay. Now, We want to assure you that God is always listening. Yeah. Whenever you're crying out to the Lord, he is always listening. Now, see, unfortunately, this doesn't work the way most people think it works. Now, you know, we cry out to God, God, if you let me out of this... I'll never do it again. And this was what happens in your desperation. You know, everybody's crying out and begging God to fix this. And, you know, I'll never do this again. I'll never start, you know, all over again. And while we're crying out to God, he understands that this is something that we do really want. Now, we may be saying this for the moment, but he will honor it. So now when you've asked for the out and he's given you the out and uh, you then go back, now you're in double trouble. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break your heart. Yes, God has answered your prayer. He is coming to your rescue unless there's some consequences that you have to face. Now, on that note, he may not rescue you, but on on a no on a normal note, he will come to your rescue, and we want to assure you that God is always listening. You know, yeah, you might be living a wicked life, but when you do want to do better from your heart, you know, everybody says God knows my heart, and I always say that ain't always a good thing, but. He does know when you are really, really aching to get out of something. And he's going to address that. But understand that he's going to address that. So when you ignore his uh, escape, why do you think when we ask God to get out and he lets us out and we don't take the out, it's always worse what, do you ever notice that? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it took stuff a long time to figure that out. Yeah. So we want to make sure that we let you know that God is always listening. 
always listening. Now, we also had the statement in this episode, people think that we sing gospel, so uh, we don't struggle, but sometimes we struggle even more than others, yes. As we said yesterday, there's a target on your back when you give your life to the Lord. Because the enemy is mad that he is losing you. He's not taking this lightly. No. There's a fight that's going on. And see, let me help you understand this. The fight is not just between you and the enemy. The fight is also between you and you. Oh, yeah, the you that wants to do good and the you that still wants to do bad, oh, there's a struggle going on there. So sometimes you're not only fighting the enemy, you're also fighting yourself. So there is always that tug of war when it goes down like that. So come on, come on, come on. We're going to have to get ourselves together. And when you make up your mind to give God your life, you're going to have to really Stand up and fight because otherwise you're going to lose and you're going down. Yes, yes, yes. And finally, we wanted to let you know that, yes, when God has brought you out, you must reach back and get others who are still out there, who are still lost, who are still down. Who, who are still depressed. You know, he doesn't bring you out so you can keep it moving. No, you got to reach back and pay it forward. Okay? Don't say Pastor Steph didn't tell you. Don't say you never heard this stuff before. All right? All right. And that's how we spent our Tuesday. Yes. Well, today is Wow. By the grace of God, we're in the middle of the week. And only because of God's decision to include us in today. Mm. So we have a lot to be thankful for. Right? Right. So I'm so happy that you're with us. You know how we do on Wednesdays. It's Ladies' Day, yes, and we should have a full house today. We got our girlfriend Vivian and her socially conscious segment to get us started, and I'm looking forward to it because you just don't know what Vivian has got in her arsenal this morning. So... Go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. This cough just won't go away. Why am I so out of breath from doing simple chores? These are symptoms of a serious chronic lung disease called COPD. If you're a smoker or ex-smoker over the age of 40 and experiencing symptoms, see your doctor and ask for a simple lung test called spirometry. The good news is the earlier you get treatment, the more you can do to improve it. Don't ignore the signs. To learn more, visit bc.lung.ca. 
Well, good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph, and it is Wow Wednesday. Yep, we have been ushered into the middle of the week by the grace of God, and while everybody else is calling it hump day and trying to figure out how they're getting through this day, we already know what we're going to do. We are going to spend time with the Duke Time crew, the ladies, this morning. And uh, we're going to give God thanks for thinking about us. Yes, in our sleep, God was thinking about me, and he was thinking about you, and he said, I'm going to include them in this day. And we're giving God thanks because others didn't make it, but we did. All right? All right. Well, I know y'all probably probably tired of hearing Pastor Steph's voice, so I'm going to let you have our girl Vivian right now. So let's say good morning to our girl Vivian. Good morning, Viv. Good morning. Happy Wild Wednesday. How are you, Pastor Steph? I am well, thank you. How are you? Um, well, thank you. Did you notice that T-Mobile is no longer charging us to call in for blog talk? What, girl, what? <laughs> yes, what? this is the second week. The first time I thought it was a fluke, but today also I called in and they did not say that I was going to be charged for this call. So I don't think we're being charged anymore. Oh, all right. God does answer prayer because I got Amen. a bill to pay. Amen. And uh, some reimbursement to do. And I ain't got to worry <laughs> about that reimbursement no more, girl. All right. Now, see, yeah. this is how we get our socially conscious segment started. Thank you, Vivian. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, well, what else you got for us today? As a matter of fact, I'm putting that in first. Wait, T-Mobile <laughs> no longer charges. I'm serious. Uh, one cent per minute uh, to call into It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. All right now. Thank you. What else you got for us, girl? All right, today on Socially Conscious, we are starting off with some news regarding this trend that has been blowing up as of lately, and that is the sexual abuse lawsuits. So apparently, they say back in 2022, Governor Holchel, uh signed a law by the name of Adult Abuse Survivors Act, and reports say since the law was signed, more than 3,000 civil suits have been filed. Tons of celebrities have been called out and are being sued for sexual assault. But people have also collectively and separately sued institutions, including the state prisons, jails, and hospitals for abuse they said were systematically ignored and hidden for decades, at least 479 suits contain charges of abuse at Rikers Island. So apparently there was a deadline for people to file a suit. 
the Adult Survivors Act, which was passed the State Assembly in May 2022, was created to enable victims who were 18 or older at the time of the alleged abuse a one-time opportunity to file civil lawsuits against individual people or institutions even when the statute of limitations had run out they had exactly one year starting with thanksgiving of 2022 so as the legislation to allow the civil suits approach its sunset the number of lawsuits filed both in state supreme court and the court of claims steadily increased after a campaign to alert people of this deadline went out so the number of cases filed in state supreme court alone rose from 803 on october 31st to 1397 as of november 22nd so because of this deadline that's why we started seeing all these stories about these different celebrities who were being um, accused of rape or other sexual abuse. One law firm, Slate Slater, said it had filed 1,218 cases against New York State, 479 cases against New York City, and 74 cases against counties across the state for decades-long allegations of sexual abuse at the hands of corrections officers. So if you're wondering what was going on, it was the deadline that caused this sudden rise in accusations, <clears throat> excuse me, in accusations and lawsuits. So that's why we're seeing so many people coming out the woodworks being accused of sexual abuse. Our next story is about um, something we've been talking a lot about, and that's the increase of vacant apartments in NYCHA. And we've also been talking about the condition and nature of apartments and the need for repairs. And they're saying for the first time ever, tenants will be able to make the decision on what happens to their home. They say there is currently a $80 billion maintenance backlog at NYCHA, and in recent years, the city was responsible for developing tools to raise money for these projects. Now, tenants will be able to vote on what happens. They have three options. First, they can convert the houses to a public slash private partnership to fund much needed renovations. The property, including their management and maintenance, would be under private control if they go with this option. The second option, the tenants can vote to leave things the same. And the third is they can become the first tenants to be placed under a newly created trust that will unlock federal dollars and keep things under city control. Tenants out in Nostrand have started voting and they have up until December 7th to get their votes in, whether it's in person or via mail-in ballots. 
and Mayor Eric Adams is promising that in the coming days, more public housing complexes will be put on notice and that they too will have the option to vote. So this is the solution that they're coming up for the issues they're having with repairs in NYCHA buildings. So what do you think about these that solution for NYCHA tenants? Speaking of solutions, we have a federal agency that's trying to push a law that would mandate all new automobiles be equipped with technology designed to deter or prevent speeding. They say last year more than 12,000 people lost their lives in the U.S. due to crashes related to speeding, with hundreds of thousands more suffering injuries. The recommended technology known as Intelligent Speed Assistance, or ISA, will utilize GPS and sign recognition to restrict a vehicle speed within specific zones. So despite the pressing need for enhanced road safety measures, auto manufacturers have been lukewarm to the idea of adopting this technology. And road safety advocates express skepticism about this technology's widespread acceptance. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has yet to endorse this law. And of course, we want to hear from you. What do you think? Should cars be equipped? to not allow speeding, <clears throat> do you think that this is a good solution? And lastly, we have an update on the topic of EMT safety. We have been reporting how they have been being attacked. Reports say that hundreds of EMTs are assaulted every year, and the numbers are only rising. Back in September of 2022, an EMS captain, Allison Russo, was stabbed to death not far from her Astoria station house. This and many other sad stories like this one has led to two solutions being put out. One would be a bill for mandatory body armor, self-defense, and de-escalating training for EMT workers. The other bill, excuse me, the other would be a bill to provide private insurance to non-SDNY emergency EMTs. So those are the two options that they are giving. The chief of SDNY EMT supports body armor and self-defense training for city EMTs, but the city-funded insurance for private EMS crews is being pushed by the New York City Council. So with the two options that are given, which do you think is the best choice, or do you have a different solution for EMT safety? And now we have our wow story of the week, which is a listener-submitted story. A woman says, I thought I had a hot date, but I got catfished by an NYC restaurant instead. So a woman claims she was catfished by an East Village restaurant that posted as a potential suitor on an app in an effort to get her business. She says she met this guy online and they spoke for a little while and he eventually got straight to the point 
and asked to meet up for a nice meal. She says, I like that he didn't invite me to his apartment or some trashy bar. And I was like, yeah, let's go. She says she got there and waited about 15 to 20 minutes and decided to not waste the night. So she ordered herself a meal and enjoyed the rest of her night. She says, I was at the restaurant thinking I'd been stood up and ordered a cocktail and a meal for about $45 while waiting. She says she messaged the supposed guy several times with no response. She went back to the dating site where she met him and saw that the guy had unmatched her. Several days later, while scrolling through social media, more specifically Facebook, she found a sort of support group titled, Are We Dating the Same Guy? Um, So it was a virtual kind of town square where scorned whistleblowers share red flags about would-be playboys. She was shocked by the notion that she had been duped. She says she found a number of women with a very similar story. And when the dots were all connected, it proved that restaurants were creating profiles on dating apps in order to stir up business. Wow. One woman said, once she got, once you get set up, they know you probably, nine times out of ten, are going to buy something from them. So they are using these sites to draw you in with a hot-looking guy, and then you get to the restaurant. He never shows up, but they still get their business. They say, according to an online technology publication, another version of this scam involves the dating app match. So they match you up with someone who is working with a restaurant to rack up a huge tab while on, on a date. Once they're done eating, they disappear leaving the victim with a hefty bill. So either they're posing as a man or a woman to get you to come to their restaurant and they never show up and you wind up buying something to eat, or they pose as your date, they show up to the restaurant, order a bunch of stuff, you guys eat and have a good time, but then they disappear leaving you to pay the bill and they are actually working with the restaurant. So this is the mess that people are having to deal with these days. Wow. This has been Vivian with Socially Conscious, giving you the news that we are following. And remember, if you have any wild stories you would like to submit, please feel free to direct message me. My username on Facebook is Vivian BM. And come back every Wednesday to find out if your story has been chosen. Thank you, as always, to our loyal listeners, and thank you, Pastor Seth. Well, thank you, Vivian. (laughs) What kind of stories do we have today? Well, I want to tell you, girl, you're going to have to just kind of sit still for a minute because I think the first two stories, I don't think I got those stories right as my fingers okay. weren't moving fast enough. So I have to apologize for now. You probably, you may have to re-say these things because I don't think I'm going to be real successful with recapping this as a little introduction. Okay. So uh, please, 
please stick close to your phone so we can uh, get some catching up because I'm not going to be very good at this this morning, at least for the first couple of stories. I don't think my mom was working right. I think I was still stuck on T-Mobile, Viv. I think I was still stuck on T-Mobile. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. A job well done again. And please stand by. Thank you so much. Okay. No problem. Thank you, thank you. Oh, we got a full house this morning. I'm excited. Ooh. Well, all right, let's say good morning to our ladies. Good morning, Elder Natisha. Good morning. Uh, excited to be on with you and all of my fellow sisters and all of our listeners. Good morning. Amen. Good morning to you. Now, were you on from the very beginning of Vivian's Socially Conscious segment? I, I came in, right? I, I think I have, I, I'm clear on it. The first one was about the um, T-Mobile. Right? Oh, the, okay, the, okay, uh, okay. All right, so you were there from okay. the beginning. All right, now. Yeah. Okay, so we we just going to celebrate the T-Mobile thing. For those of us who have T-Mobile, we're going to start with the mm-hmm. Sexual Abuse Lawsuit Act, the Adult okay. Abuse okay. Survivor Act, where they mm-hmm. are allowing here in New York, Governor Hochul has enacted this act where she's allowing all of these um allegations to be brought to the table Mm -hmm. and there have been over 479 lawsuits i think vivian said Mm -hmm. rikers island alone well we've been talking about rikers island all year long so that definitely does not surprise me but the biggest issue is we saw this surge in um allegations and now we know why. And I kind of heard something about some deadline, but did not quite understand it until this morning. So <clears throat> take it away, my my love. What are you thinking about this here? Um, I actually, I think that, um, I think it's a good idea uh, because, I, you know, there is no secret to the fact that you know, we've not made, and I say we as in women, have not been made to feel like justice was on our side when it came to sexual assault, sexual abuse. We've not been made to feel safe in this space. And so this opens up an opportunity to say, hey, if this has happened to you, you are in a safe space, and here's an opportunity for you to bring about those allegations. And I don't think it's ever too late for that type of justice, uh, even for your story to be heard, right? Even if, um, you know, you don't necessarily receive the justice that you're looking for, which that would be amazing and would really move us forward, um, you know. But I think the, the ability to be able to say that this happened to me there is healing in that, and to be able to tell your story and to not just allow for the person to have done something to you and you've just had to keep it under wraps and you've had to be quiet out of fear of retaliation or fear of not being believed. Um, I think this is a, a great opportunity, 
you know, for that to happen. I think the flip side of the coin, right, is that people also, unfortunately, um, you know, look at it as an opportunity to try to get some money. And so then, you know, you may have sprinkled in there some of the scammers. But I think if we weigh the pros and cons, I think it's more of a pro than even the the sprinkle of scammers that may be amongst the few. Because if there is just, in my opinion, if there is just one who's who's been sitting uh, with this hurt, with this pain, with their truth, and they've not been able to share it out of fear of retaliation or not being believed, and they're able to get some justice, they're able to be able to tell them their story and get healing, I think it's worth it. All right, all right, all right. Well, thank you so much for getting us started, and thank you for joining us this morning. And uh, we're going to hear what your sister, our girl, Lady Tamika, has got to say about this. Good morning, Lady Tamika. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. How are you? Uh, How are you? I am doing well. Yourself? I am well, thank you. I am well. Now I know you're a T-Mobile user. Did you hear the the uh, one cents a minute um, message when you called in? Honestly, I I'm so used to hearing it, I didn't unhear it. So I have to, now I'm gonna really have to check. <laughs> I am. Oh, I right now. I got so used to hearing it that. Uh, you know, so I now I'm really got it. I got to heartfully check again. <laughs> All right now. All right. So, what do you think about this um, Adult Abuse Survivor Act that Governor Hochul has put into place here in New York? Now, I I, I believe it's always been a benefit um, to those um, because there's so much that that we go through in trying to even decide to prosecute, you know, and the fact that there's a lengthy time is a benefit. However, you know, now with the expiration of that, we kind of go back to where it was before, you know. So um, it's a benefit to those who have been injured and damaged and all types of things. But for those who are trying to manipulate the system, then that's why we have a hard hardship. But um, we hear more uh, of, um, even now into commercials, where if you know this person or this person, if you went to this, you know, psychologist and you feel like you've been assaulted, you know, um, then you have now you have a time to make a statement. You know, you, you see it in commercials, you see it in newspapers. You know, I've never seen so much. But now that it's coming to an end, you know, my my concern is for those who um, it takes a while to actually get up the nerve. Now that thing is expiring, and it, it it's kind of concerning. It's not kind of. It's very concerning. Okay. All righty. Well, thank you for joining us this morning, and we're gonna hear what your sister, our girl Shantice, has got to say about this act. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. Good morning, ladies. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine, thank you. Good morning. 
How are you? Good, good, good. I'm okay, thanks. I'm okay. All right, the Adult Abuse Survivor Act. What's your thought? Did I miss the 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 deadline that they gave? Like, did they say how long you have? Did I miss that part? Uh, I think Vivian may have uh, given it less. We got Viv on the hotline. Viv, was there was the deadline given? Yes, the deadline was Thanksgiving. That's why all these claims came out because they didn't want to miss that deadline. All righty, thank you so, so if much. It happens to you now. How long do you have to report it before you can't report it any longer? I believe they said the um, statute of limitations was 20 years. So this is for people wow. who have passed the statute of limitations and they still wanted to report. They had one year right. to do it. Okay. Oh, I missed that part. All right. Thank you, Viv. You're welcome. All right, Shantice, what you got? Oh, yeah, that, that's still a whole lot of time to want to stuff for it. I think also, um, and it wasn't until I was having this conversation with someone else recently regarding, you know, you, you come out of nowhere with this, whether it's true or not, you know, and it just throws everyone with the whoa, 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 and like Vivian said, you know, now we're just seeing, whoa, 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 Cuba Green Jr., whoa, 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 Jimmy Fox, whoa, whoa, like, wait, what's happening? And I think the this law being put in place also will help the the victims. And I know it's kind of hard for a lot of people to kind of grasp, but having a responsibility for the potential victims that come behind you you know, and I know a lot of times it's very difficult, you know, to step up, especially when you're referring to the the one that you're accusing is someone who seems very powerful and, you know, they're in the industry and it's like, who was going to believe me or, you know, did I put myself in this position for this to happen so no one's going to take my accusation seriously? You know, all these things probably going through your mind, but you stepping up will also help to prevent there being more victims. So I'm happy that this is being put in effect because it helps in that aspect for you to understand that it's not only so you can see justice for yourself, but possibly for the other victims that, you know, the other situations that have already taken place and to make sure, help to make sure that there is no one coming behind you that would have to suffer the same experiences you suffered. So it's good to hear that they're, they they put this in place. Well, the governor put this in place. Well, I actually didn't realize. Thank you, Shanti. Thank you so much for joining us um, today. I actually didn't catch that part. I told you I missed some stuff. I actually didn't even realize that, you know, you've had, all, despite all that time, they've given you an additional year, and that's pretty much what mm-hmm. it ends up being, an additional year. Now, I've had many thoughts on this here, you know, definitely um, in agreement with all of you ladies. And and I look at my my own, my personal experience, and I for years knew that I, as a young girl, I had been abused um, in a domestic abuse uh, situation. I had been physically abused 
that was like out there. You you knew that. Somebody slapped you, you know that's you know, you know what it is. And it took it took a minute before, you know, I was like, Oh, okay, mentally I was abused and then it took another five minutes before I realized that I had been emotionally abused. And I have to tell you, this was like years before I actually realized one day I just woke up and all the stuff was playing in my head and I was like, oh, wow, I was, phys- I was physically and sexually abused. Not just physical like that, but just playing back all this stuff that had happened, I didn't, I had not equated it. I had not made the connection that this was sexual abuse. I had not made the connection. So this took quite some time. So when you hear of, you know, okay, you can go back 20 years and then you have like a, an extra year, this deadline, this is, this is really good. For those of us who are slower at realizing that, you know, this actually happened to you, then this is, this is great. You know, this this is really a, a, a plus, you know, um, also for those who may have been in some level of denial or um, were fearful for whatever the reason is, you know, this this is this is really good. This was really good, and you know, from what I understand, this is what happened with the Diddy issue and uh, Cassie, that there was this deadline that was running out, and this is what she jumped on. So, I think it's it's a great thing that this has been you know put out there for you know those who have been abused, and um, you know now. You never know. You never know what will happen in the future. You know, one of the pluses to a woman kind of being in charge because we address things a little differently than men do. So that that that's a plus. I really think, and I'm I'm happy for all of the women who need that time. Thank you, God. Thank you for that. All right. This NYCHA issue is back on the list, and this is another area that I wasn't too sure, wasn't too clear on. I believe that the tenants are now getting an opportunity to vote as to how these repairs and adjustments are made. And they gave them three options. I really hope that you, know, you three remember the three options because <laughs> I don't think I, I, I logged it correctly. But just the fact that they have options, even if we just if we didn't go itemizing what the options were, but just the fact that they actually get a vote in all of this. You know, what do you even think about that? Now, hopefully, like I said, I, I hope you remember some of the details. If not, our girl Viv is laying up in the cut so she can, you know, give us a, a, a recap. But, uh, Lady Tamika, what's your thought on this whole repair thing or how things are adjusted in the NYCHA world for the tenants? And they actually get an opportunity to voice their opinion and be heard. I think that's an amazing thing, you know. Um, I know of a 
we okay, so we often talk about NYCHA housing in that um, families are are made and created and generations um, live in those homes, you know. And I know of an individual who has been complaining or trying to get things done in her home for a long time. And we're talking about a senior woman, so she's down on her hands and knees, laying down tile and, you know, re literally she took down her own cabinet because she had an issue with a leak. She kept calling them. They wouldn't take care of it. You know, so you're talking about a senior woman, you know, possibly jeopardizing her house, trying to get things done, you know. And so in, in a situation like that, when you have a say of what happens, you know, not just the exterior, not just the lobby, you know, I want you to come up here to the 23rd floor, the 27th floor, and handle that, not just on the first floor. You know, I need I need something. And when I actually have a say, and, and seeing that my say matters um, is a beautiful thing. You know, the fact that my voice can change things in this apartment complex, not just for me, but for those that are in the neighborhood. You know, I'm thinking, you know, for instance, we're talking about a leak issue. So if we're talking about just a leak issue, it's not just and it's it's not just my specific room or my specific apartment. It's it's most likely the apartment above, the apartment below, and some of the apartments on the same level. And so when you say I got a say and my say matters, and 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 I actually see something happen, then I think that's a wonderful thing. Okay, okay, Shanties. Especially after hearing what they were going through, and then they still had those issues leading up to Thanksgiving, which probably put a huge damper on a lot of their holiday celebrations. Um, it's really good to hear that they're making the adjustments and they're asking for the residents' input to show that you know they're considering you know, their opinion, because a lot of times, you know, you can come in and you can say, this needs to be fixed, this needs to be fixed, but if you're not living there, you may not know that something else needs to be addressed before this needs to be addressed. So that's really good that they're doing that, because it's showing that they genuinely care. Not, okay, we're going to do this to pacify you, just to shut you up, but to really start making some effort and move toward not, not you just living here, but just feeling like a home. You know, so it's really good to hear that. I don't remember what um, the three options <laughs> that Vivian gave, but I just kept thinking about how she was just on here. Um, I think it was, was it the Wednesday before? Yes. Um, you know, leading up and just, yes, and just thinking like, wow, so how many of them maybe, you know, because everyone doesn't have somewhere else to go, you know, for whatever holiday. You know, so it's like if I can't celebrate the holiday here, then I'm just not able to eat or I'm not able to do anything, you know. So that that's really good to be able to hear that. And to hear that, again, NYCHA is taking initiative because when you think of NYCHA, a lot of the times you have one idea <laughs> of NYCHA. Like one main thought comes to mind. So now this will possibly help to kind of knock that thought down some and this, you know, idea will be only toe to toe, or hopefully, this idea will rise above the the other one. 
Yes, yes, yes. Elder Nitisha. Now, from what I I think, if I caught this right, this is one development, but they're looking to expand and give other developments the same opportunity. What's your thought? I, I think I, I'm, I'm kind of confused about um, this newfound option. Uh, I thought that the tenants always had a right to be able to say, hey, there are things happening in my apartment that needs to be fixed. So hasn't that always been a thing where you were able to notify um, NYCHA on areas or things happening in your apartment that need to be taken care of? It's, it's not. I'm going to get Vivian um, to give some clarity, but it is not as minute as that. You know, well, there's a leak or, um, you know, the, the, the toilet is broken, things like that. So let me let Vivian give a little more clarity on this. Viv? Yes. Okay. So they're Please. saying it's not just for your particular apartment, it's for the development as a whole. So they were saying that there's an $80 billion maintenance backlog at NYCHA, and they're giving tenants the option to vote. The three options is, one, they could convert the housing to a more of a private partnership to fund much-needed renovations. So the property, including their management and maintenance, would be under private control. And then those mm. private private establishments be responsible for, you know, figuring out the repairs and or paying for repairs. <clears throat> the second option is tenants can vote to leave things the same. And the third is they can become the first tenants to be placed under a newly created trust that will unlock federal dollars to keep things under city control. So it's not just for your particular apartment, it's for your NYCHA complex. I see. Thank you, Vivian. Got it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you. So yeah, no, then I mean, with that in mind, I do think that this is um, that this is this is great that you are allowing people who have lived in places for years, you know, to have some ownership on, you know, their their development and and to be able to have a say in how it moves forward. Um, yeah, no, I think that that's awesome, especially with there being an $80 billion backlog. So that, I mean, if we start looking at, again, right, all of these numbers um, represent people and individuals. So if you start looking at it like that, how many people are living in dilapidated um apartments, you know what I mean? And I say dilapidated, I use the term very loosely, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I think, again, it just, yeah, this this is powerful and it's great to be able to give, you know, some rights back to the people to say, here's how we want to move forward. Instead of sitting here and having nothing be done, we have the ability as a people now to, to take some ownership and some control over our fate, and I think that's great. Mm, yes, you know, <laughs> this this takes me back to my own upbringing. You know, I was raised in housing. My mother, when she passed away last year, she had been in that apartment for 40, 47 years. 
I think, 47 years. And they had started in her area. I don't know if a lot of people knew this, but they had started in some house, some developments, private companies were purchasing that particular development, and they would build up the development. So they would give them new faces. They would they had fixed hallways. Now, not her particular development, but one that was like right up the block from her, and in some in other areas. And they had um, done a facelift on the outside. They had started fixing the lobbies, and they had done this whole makeup of um, what they would do on the inside of the apartments. And they were trying to actually convert them to, like, co-ops, believe it or not. And they were coming to her development. And <laughs> I remember they, the, the one up the block, there was this huge thing because – Passing by, everybody knew that they had been purchased, this other development, and they had this beautiful facelift, and they said that they fixed the hallways, but they said the apartments hadn't, they hadn't gotten to the apartments yet, and that was still going to take some time. And so they gave them notices in her development that that's what they were going to do. And she she was like, well, we were trying to get her to move for years. And she was like, well, I'm staying here because they're going to fix it up. And I'm like, oh, Lord, like, get out of there. It doesn't matter. It's still going to take some time. You're like elderly. You'll probably be dead by the time they do this. Get up out of there. So it's actually nice to know that <clears> – <throat> This is the, the 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 new way that they that they're going, that you don't necessarily have to wait for someone to purchase your development, start fixing it up, blah blah blah. And there's actually a say in how this gets done with all of this backlog because Vivian brought us that story, I believe, either earlier this year or last year about how the apartments needed you know, all this fixing, and this has been forever with with housing, with New York City Housing Authority. So th this is it's good to know now that they are now, you know, going in this direction. My only concern is we all know what a lot of these people, what they think of where, how they think of where they live. They, they don't put a lot of value in where they live. So you know, are you going to take advantage of this? A lot of people stay silent, and they don't care. They don't answer um, surveys and things like that. And, you know, a lot of times you have to push them to really get involved. So the, the, the hope is that they see the opportunity that they have. They can. This is a vested interest now because now you get a say, and you begin to take care of your place much better than you do you have been and now you have this influx of of people coming in i think vivian gave us a count of four thousand and something vacant apartments last year so that's four thousand people who will not be voting so think about that think about all those apartments that are, uh, are vacant and how soon are those uh, apartments going to become um occupied where those people will get to vote so and they won't get to vote because nobody's there. So 
hopefully this will be something that they will really take advantage of and they will not miss the opportunity because this is definitely not something they've been they've done in the past so come on people take advantage all righty now this is an interesting story this this uh this mandate that they're trying to push that all automobiles come with a method of preventing speeding. And I believe the number was 12,000 people lost their lives in speeding um, uh, occurrences. And I don't know if this is a year. I think Vivian did say that was a year. And a GPS and something else would be put in the car. And they have some skepticism. It's probably the money. So we don't know what's going on, but Shantice, you know, what do you think of now? There's not not even a battle. Can you imagine that there's a battle over whether you're going to put this, in, you know, in mandate that this goes in the car or not? What's your thought? Should it be or shouldn't it be? It definitely should because people are becoming more and more reckless. And, you know, my thing is what, what's the speed that they're limited to? So if you're talking about, okay, they're saying you can't go faster than 50 miles per hour, then, you know, obviously you'd be like, all right, you're bugging out now. But if you're talking like, okay, once your car hits 75, 80 miles per hour, now it starts to break. That's reasonable. And you have to understand that a lot of people, I can't even say young people, a lot of people drive and they think they have control and they don't. And we, and real drivers understand that you don't drive for you. Driving has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with the other drivers around you. So if everyone is making sure that they're taking necessary precautions and they're driving defensively and they're on guard and paying attention, they're attentive behind that wheel, you know, putting a feature in your vehicle like this is that extra help that you need. And, you know, you think about how, and I know it happens to me a lot, you know, when you're on certain highways, when you're on certain roads, especially outside of the city, and, you know, you're just driving it. You may look down at your phenomenon. You're like, oh, snap, I'm doing 80 or I'm doing 85. Sometimes you're not even aware of how fast you're going until you look down at the speed. So I personally feel like, only reckless people would really oppose this, um, especially if the limit is reasonable. But you have to also pay attention. I'm sure this was done after many, many studies and many, many um, incidents have surfaced. And the cause of the incident and most of them were possibly speeding. So, you know, you have to look at all of that and also consider how a lot of these new drivers, you know, it's really hard to tame new drivers a lot of the time. This, I think it's a great feature. All right, all right, all right. 12,000 accidents due to speeding. Mm. That's, the, mm. that's okay, this, yeah. just this number, 12,000 accidents. Okay. Uh, Elder Natisha, good or bad? <laughs> I think it's unfortunate that, you know, we need – all of these things put in place because we don't have an ability to have common sense and to have some self-governance. I think, mm-hmm. you know, when I think about 
how we're moving more and more toward needing to be controlled as, as a people. I think there's something so scary about that, and it continues to point to the fact that we have just lost common sense, common decency, caring about each other, our neighbors, even in all areas of life, including speeding, right, including this area. Now, and I'm one of those people, right, when we (laughs) – Are you a speeder? Any any one of my family members right now (laughs) would be like, let me see what she's going to say. But but it's – it's when we got, it's, it's long, I'm a long distance speeder. It's when we're driving long distance because I'm, I'm trying to get mm-hmm. to my destination. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, I had mm-hmm. a feeling you were one of those speeders. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I do, I mean, for the, for the greater good, I, I do think it's a plus. I do think, you know, it, it's important. And I did. In, in, my, in my video, leaving New York, driving to Chicago, the moment Greg went to sleep, because Greg is a cautious driver. Yeah, I saw that Adamada Elden. So I have to, I have to wait for, for Greg to go to sleep. So once he goes to sleep, then I can put my, you know, the, my, uh, the, the pedal to the metal. But, um, but even still, with, with, you know, with awareness and, and like you said, we can think we have control um, and you don't know. Anything can just come a deer. You know, a deer could come darting out across the highway and now you're doing 85 and you uh-huh. have to veer over into the other lane. You know what I mean? Like there are things that are uh-huh. out of our control to shut Steve's uh-huh. point of you don't drive for you. You drive for uh-huh. all of your fellow road uh-huh. members. So I, too, I, I have to say that even though, you know, <laughs> um, I'm a long-distance speeder, I do think it is, it is for the greater good. And and I think it's good. Oh, okay, okay. Just the way you started, like oh, I'm like, okay, she's a speeder. <laughs> she didn't gave herself up. Now she didn't gave herself up. <laughs> Lady Tamika, the brand new driver. How are you appreciating this rule? This is so funny because I was just going to verbalize. We got all types of drivers, you know, just in the lot of us that are currently on the line, you know, um, I am a new driver. I'm out there on these roads, you know, and I look at all the crazy stuff that people do. You know, we are at a point, you know, um, that literally there's all types of controls. You think about it now, these new vehicles, if you're backing up, the vehicle has one of two things, the feature that you can see behind you um, without having to look back. What's, Sometimes can be a good thing, but then you also realize that people get dependent on the mirror. You don't see. There's still sometimes that you need to look back and see. You know, not only that, the other feature with the car now is that it'll automatically stop, which I still haven't gotten adapted to. When I get ready to back up and the car stops for me, instead of it making me calm, it, it kind of freaks me out a little bit, you know. And so this is a feature in these new cars. You know, the, now they're saying, okay, now you go through a certain type of speed. First of all, why does a car have a speed of 110? That doesn't make sense for right, one. Right, and then my thing right. is when you utilize it. If you're talking about now, I have to be honest. I'm, 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 I'm the Greg in this conversation. <laughs> so I don't have a problem. You know, I, I, I'll go to sleep. 
And I'll wake up and I'll look at that foot. Oh, what are you doing? I mean, the foot is down. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you know, so he waits until I go to sleep. And then, like, if we're traveling long distance, of course, you want to you wanna be able to get there. You don't want to, if you're driving a speed limit, it takes you longer to get home, whatever that home is, than in any other instance. And so for a long distance, I would say to allow it. But then, again, there's all kinds of stuff that happens. You know, you have distracted drivers. Um, I remember I have a cousin of mine who got into a major accident. He fell asleep at the wheel, and, of course, your foot gets heavy. He was literally speeding and went right into a guardrail. So, you know, in an instance mm-hmm. like that, yes, you know, you need the protection. You know, that might have jolted him away, and, if, you know, the injury wouldn't have happened. You know, for safeguard, absolutely, you know, it, it's a wonderful thing. Well, I, I kind of stand right in the middle because, you know, you, you don't want to take hours, extra hours trying to get there by going to see them. But I do think for Again, the greater good, it is a benefit. Okay, okay. Well, I have to say a speed limit is there for a reason. And they don't just put speed limits there just because. It's there for a reason. And most people don't honor the speed limit. You know, here in New York, we are literally capped at 50. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but we are at 50 miles per hour on a on a basic highway. We are not in Michigan where they or Texas where we're at 70. Some uh, somebody told me they were driving somewhere with 75. I mean, there's a reason why the speed limits are where they are, you know, geographically in, in, you know, in all these other places where the speed limit is much higher. God forbid they allow somebody here in New York to drive at 70 because if you were allowed 70, Mm -hmm. you're going to do 85 easily because Mm -hmm. you always go that extra, at least that extra 510, you know, when you're on a highway. So, you know, <laughs> so and and I do I I do I'm a driver and I do um, understand how easy it is to kind of push and you know and do something a little more, but I think for the greater good for those who you try to figure out who gave you a license, do you have a license? Yes. Do, you know, yes. you, you know. Thank God that this is an uh, uh, something that they're trying to push because. Let's say for argument's sake, an elder Natisha who does, you know, in her long-distance speeding, which is the first time I've ever heard that terminology. I just want to say that. Um, the long-distance speeding, um, you know, who may have better control over her driving. Other people don't. And I've talked this before about accessory drivers. I'm like, yo, y'all are driving the disabled and the elderly. Really? I got to tell you, if I were older and I was dozing off because I go to sleep, I go to sleep in a heartbeat. But I can't sleep when I'm riding with them because they are always speeding and they don't speak English. So I'm trying to figure out where, how y'all know how to drive on these highways and y'all don't even speak English. Okay, so for the greater good, I'm dead serious. That, I'm like, because I can't, most times, I can't even tell them to slow down. They don't even know what I'm saying. 
they don't even realize what I got to say. 50, 50, 50. You know, it's it's really bad. So for the greater good, I, I'm loving this mandate because, you know, when you talk about 12,000 speeding incidences, that's scary. That is really, really scary. Now, how many have they not even added to this equation? So, you know, well, go ahead and put it there. You know, as Elder Natisha said, we're going to have a call where we're going to get in, and we ain't going to be able to do nothing because the car going to do it all because we ain't going to have no options to do anything. They've got the seat, the back seat belts alarm that comes on. They've got the rear, the backup mirrors and the beeping that goes on. I mean, you really are finding a lot of features on these cars for your safety, and that's because of who's behind the wheel. So I say go ahead and do it for those who do drive, who really, you know, they cannot drive, um, you know, fast, and you can see they swerve in now or they shake in. And, oh, my Lord, just please. Just, you know, you end up spending half the time with your heart in your stomach because you just praying that you're getting to your destination safely. So go ahead and put it on, Pastor Steph says. Oh, my goodness. Pa- Pastor Steph. <laughs> okay. Yes. Pa- Pastor, Pastor Steph, I'm sorry. They also need a feature where when you get in, you have to scan your license. Because the thing now is, I drive, I drive without a license, so it needs to be like the breath, like the breathalyzer. When you had one too many DUIs, DWIs, you gotta breathe into the car in order for it to start. You should have to scan your license, and then the car starts. Because a lot of these, the the people who speed don't have a license, which is the dumbest thing to me. You would think because you're driving without the credentials, you would want to drive like a law-abiding citizen so you wouldn't attract attention to yourself, but no, no. They speed. Mm. They run stop signs. They don't signal. It's just like I, they need that feature. Yeah, it, 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 it's really it's dangerous. It's really dangerous when you're um, in these cars. Okay, really quickly because I do have a topic I'd like to get to today, but these other two I really would like to hear your vote. You have the EMT safety issue that's going on, and we definitely addressed this conversation or this issue before, and now they have an option where because of what's gone on in the past with the EMT um, uh, individuals, they have where there's an option for a for body armor and self defense classes or there's private insurance to for non FDNY individuals which would be the EMT um workers which option do you go for um Elder Natisha as I listened to that, I actually thought, uh, why can't there be both? Why why is it that for a position such as that, why can't they have private insurance as well as part of their training? It be included that they have self-defense courses and de-escalation training. Like that should be a part of it. And nurses don't have to choose between whether we have 1199, which is a private insurance, or whether, you know, we, we learn uh, specifics um, for our field. I think de-escalation 
and self-defense is a necessity when you for that job. The fact that they're going into all kind of places, all, like there are no limitations to where they will be and where they'll have to go into. And so because of the nature of their job, that should be a given. And private insurance should be a given. So I, in my opinion, I don't think um, that there needs to be either or. I think it needs to be both and. All righty. Lady Tamika, what gets your vote? I would say the extra protection for non-FDNY. And the only reason why I say that is there's so much technology out here now that you can get access to. Um, and if you needed to, which we can clearly see, we've seen many instances where they have been injured just trying to do their job. Um, maybe take a class on your own. You know, of course, <laughs> there's always a, a, a choice, you know, either or, you know. Um, but the fact that I can get covered if I'm injured is a benefit. I'm hoping, here we go, hoping and praying that that injury doesn't take me completely out. Okay, okay. Shantice, we get your vote. I agree. Um, I think Elder Natisha made a very powerful point. Why should there have to be a choice? You know, they are the nurses on the road until they're able to get the patients to the hospital. And already I don't feel like they get enough credit for what they do. You know, so if they need to make sure they have the insurance plus you know, the extra training to make sure that when people start dumbing out, because, like, we really got to put this in effect for people who need an ambulance, goodness gracious. When people start dumbing out and now they know, you know, they're better equipped to understand how to multitask in saving your life and putting you in handcuffs at the same time or saving your life, but then, if someone you're with decides to start losing their mind in any way, you know, they know how to deal with that too. I, I think both aspects need to be put in effect. You know, that is a, a very, you know, tense. I don't, I, a lot of us wouldn't be able to do that job. You're talking about a job where you have to be alert at all times and be prepared for entering homes. You don't know these homes. You don't have time to pull up to the house and look and say, well, I don't know about this house. Maybe let's call the next ambulance, something to go here. We'll go somewhere else. You ain't got time to do all that. You know, you have to just put your face on and go up in there and be ready to save lives and save a life. So I think they should have whatever it is that they need because without them, most of us would not make it to the hospital. Most of us would not make it at all. So give them whatever it is that they need. Okay, okay. I love um, cop shows. I love the shows that, um, like a Third Watch um, and uh, Chicago Fire and, um, you know, all those kind of shows. And because I watch those shows, my question is, what's the option? What, 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 are, we, what are we opting? What's their safety Really? We really going through this? You know, why not automatic? This should have been in effect a long time ago. I'm sure mm -hmm. when we first heard 
earlier this year or late last year, whenever we heard of the EMT worker getting attacked, that was not the first time. We just didn't hear about it. And from the very Mm -hmm. first incident, y'all had not considered that this would happen to them while they were out there caring for these people, the very people who are attacking them. Like Shanti said, they're going into these dangerous situations. This should have been already something on the table. Okay, we're implementing they get, you know, they have to do this additional training. If they need to do a karate chop or or some nunchucks or, Mm -hmm. listen, give them what they need to do what they need on them with what they need. Private insurance is an option. They are risking their lives. This should not be an option. And shame on them, in my opinion, for even trying to figure out which one they want to do. And as always, Vivian said, well, this one wants this, and this set wants that. So how long is this going to be in limbo before they finally figure out what they're going to do? Give them everything. Look at all the money y'all throwing away right now. If you took that money and gave it to that cause, then we wouldn't have this conversation. So this is not an option in my opinion. I think we need to make sure that these people are well-trained and equipped and covered for whatever may Mm -hmm. happen on the road or in someone's house because they are risking their lives the same way the police are. And a lot of times they are going out and they were not accompanied. They were not accompanied um, with um, police. So give them what they need and and cut it out. Just cut it out. Um, All right. Last but not least, the wow story. Just what do you think about the nonsense that's going on where y'all so desperate for customers that you are going to have some, you know, pretend person on the other end inviting someone out on a date and in actuality it's to just get the restaurant purchase? Who are we up to? Lady Tamika. Oh, my goodness. Just just a, a, a ploy, you know. You found, you know, you found a picture of someone that you found an interest <laughs> in, you know. You look good. Oh, oh, ah, yeah, I'm going out and we're we going to have us a ball. And I'm sitting there waiting, waiting, you know, texting, waiting, you know, how. And only to find out that this was a ploy by the restaurant. And either the individual is working with them, or there's no individual at all. How dare you? You know, I, I think that's one of the rudest, disrespectful things. You know, and I, you know, if once finding out all this information, you know, there, there again, we have access to social media, all kinds of stuff. I'm telling everybody I know, don't go to that restaurant, and here's why. You know, I just think that that's just so, you know. Um, disrespectful how could you do that to somebody you know and then you take their money i would also well i would also request my money back this is crazy this makes absolutely no sense this you know there's there are ways to drum up business and this is definitely not it all righty shantice which way are you going to be one sick person to even think of something like this if you i bet all this effort is not going into if your restaurant is clean. I can guarantee you that. 
but you're, you're, you're doing all this scheming to get the people up in there. Not only that, you don't want someone mad at your restaurant. You're not thinking about that either. So I've just been catfished by the manager, only I'm not going to, like, there's no cameras that's going to come out, no one's laughing and or all of this. And you, what, you think I'm going to sit there and drink my, my money away? So you think the bar is going to get all of my money or I'm going to eat my sorrows away? I'm going to fall into a, a stupor uh, of depression and now just start eating? Because if you're sitting at the bar, you're going to make the bartender upset because <laughs> you ain't tipping. If you're sitting at the table, you're going to make the server upset because you're not tipping, because you're not in a good mood. So really you're kind of making a disadvantage on yourself as you try to get the person or the people in there. I, it's just like what what was going through your head when you thought of this? And so there is nothing else. Y'all didn't think of any specials, a two for 20, or nothing to get nobody up in there. So this has to be like a mom-pop restaurant. Because, like, the major restaurants, no one has time to think of things like this. So, yeah, they, they need to be shut down. All righty. Elder Nye Teacher. What are we talking about here? Uh, what we're talking about is the way of the world. That particular scenario is no different, in my opinion, than... Um, how things are done nowadays. It is to identify the weakness, the kryptonite, the uh, need of a people and play on it. They looked at, they utilized matching sites, right, playing on people's desire for companionship or their feelings of loneliness or wanting just simply, even if it's just something as simple as just, I want companionship, I want to go out on a date. They looked at that, identified it as a source of weakness, and began to exploit it. That's the same way that uh, algorithms are set up to listen to what you like, watch your movements on social media, and then keep offering you things in order to fill that lust, to fill that need, to fill that, to exploit your weaknesses. And so now, mm-hmm. if we flip it spiritually, to me, this, is a, this, is, this shows us why we need God and why we can't play with the things of this world because they're playing on weaknesses and exploiting people's weaknesses. That's exactly what Satan did in Genesis. He looked at the woman, identified her need, and then offered her according to. It's what happened with Jesus. He went up on the, on, in the mountains, and then Satan comes and, and tries to offer him all of these things. It's, it's, it's the exploitation of a people trying to identify what's your kryptonite, what's your weakness, and where can I exploit it. And that's exactly what those restaurants did. They looked at women who had a desire for companionship and said, how can we use their weakness to our benefit? Mm-hmm. Yep. And we out here playing. Yep. We want to play. We play in church. We play in Christian. But the world's not playing with you. It's exploiting you. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree 100%. That's the first thing I thought of when I was typing when Vivian was talking. I said, okay, they just studied us well. We're the suckers. 
Where are the suckers? How can we get their money and dupe them and walk away and have no guilt about it? We've made our money. It doesn't matter. That's the way the enemy plays us because we're so Mm -hmm. busy looking in this direction that he's coming from a completely opposite direction. Mm-hmm. We're not thinking, um, you know, okay, so so, so, so this is the conversation we had last week where we talked about this, um, this, this, uh, this dating, the dating apps and things like that. This is why we need to do things the way we need to do things. Because if we were not on these dating apps and all of this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. this would be one less way. One less way mm-hmm. for them to kind of come at us. No, we all desperate and twisted. We're going to do these things, whatever, by any means necessary, I'm going on a date. And if it means I got to go on and look at somebody cute and let him invite. Who invites me on a date on an app and I'm going? I just can't even consider this. Why? This is, this is what happened. You know, <laughs> right, because how many times have they played this game and how full is this restaurant? Because if you were getting a decent amount of business, this wouldn't even be a consideration exactly. for you to do this. So because exactly. they're money hungry, and they, again, by any means necessary, they've got the by, by any means necessary mentality, and so do you. And because you got the by any means necessary attitude, and I'm going on this date because I need this date, and even if it means I'm getting on a date nap and I'm going on this date because he look cute, or you know what, he don't look all that great, but you know what, I I can eat. Oh, now they didn't play you. <laughs> now they didn't play you. <laughs> How many times have you heard that from a woman? I don't really like them, but you know I can eat. Yo, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You being fed to the wolves, Dodo. Cut it out. Let's pay attention and stop setting ourselves up to be played. And this, I, I agree 100%. I'm, I'm telling you, this is, I'm t- that's ex- I'm, as I was typing, I was like, Lord, let me just focus on the typing and stop thinking. Because I, I couldn't even keep up with the thought and the typing. As Vivian was talking, I'm like, oh, they just played us well. Because all they do is, just like the enemy, he studies you well. And they get to know mm-hmm. where our weaknesses are. And they, they, they just hone in on our weaknesses. It's the same thing with the Black Friday shopping and all kinds of things. They make you mm-hmm. think, they do into believing yep. that, oh, you're getting such a great sale. You ain't getting no sale. Nope. It's the same price. Nope. It's the same right. price. You ain't getting no sale. Yeah. Right. But because you a sucker and you going to fall for it and the enemy got you once again, this is so, ladies, because this ain't for the men. This is for the ladies. Ladies, come on. Let's 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 get ourselves together because if we were to put ourselves in better positions, we couldn't be played like this. So not only do you have the men playing you, but now you got the restaurant men playing you. Lord have mercy, where we going next? Everybody playing us. Cause you so weak and twisted. If you change your standards, then 
you were, you could be played so easily. We're already being mm-hmm. scammed everywhere we turn. Everywhere we turn, there's another scam out here. We have to position ourselves better so that we don't have to go through all of these things. Because now, where you, where, where, where's your psyche now? Oh, the restaurant just played me. And now, you know, I just sat up there by myself, and then I went home to find out that I was a part of a group. Where are you now? Mm-hmm. Where are you mm-hmm. now? Where are you mm-hmm. now? Now you're all extra twisted and depressed. It's like, yo, mm-hmm. we just got finished talking you know, about the dating app thing. Oh my gosh. Can I can I add in this because I love I love when you go off. <laughs> She's like, you don't over. I just love it. I love when you go off. <laughs> um, but I, I think I think you know what in in helping the women, all right? I, I guess it, it's important to note that yes, you cannot just simply um, sit in your house and think you're gonna find companionship, right? Or or uh, have you know um, the the, pop, the possibility of men just knocking at your door. And so I think there are healthy ways for women to go about it. I think if we get back into tapping into our hobbies, if we get mm-hmm, stay faithful mm-hmm, in our mm-hmm. in our faith in our faith communities, right? Where mm-hmm, we can have mm-hmm. like minded men um, who are serving the same God that we serve, you know, right. to be linked up with and to be equally yoked with, right? But tapping into your heart, your hobbies, go to museums, go to art, go to jazz clubs and things mm-hmm, of that nature. Like mm-hmm. you can there are healthy mm-hmm. ways for you to live your life, enjoy your life, enjoy your life, mm-hmm. but also putting yourself out there to, so that he who finds a wife can find you right. because you are a good right. thing. So right. I, just, I just want to right. know that out there because I think nowadays this younger generation has accepted online dating as their only way, their only possibility mm-hmm. when it is mm-hmm. not. Get out Absolutely. and be social. You can be social. Absolutely, absolutely. And as a matter of fact, we're going to stay here. I'm not even going to introduce the other (laughs) topic. We're going to stay here because this this is enough for us to converse um, about. And I I think this is is an opportunity that we have to talk about some of the safer um, methods of (laughs) meeting people. Um, I think this is another opportunity for some other stuff to kind of come out. So, uh, Elder and I, teacher, thank you so much. You've kind of sparked that, you know, af- after my rant, <laughs> you sparked that, you know, sensible way of saying, you know, come on, ladies, let's get out here and go to, um, like you said, a jazz club or go to, uh, you know, a museum or whatever have you to find um um this um this 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 someone just to be able to meet someone let's talk about the benefits of actually being out and literally mingling which this generation knows nothing mm-hmm. about they know nothing about it they sit at the table you take the, take your kids out to eat what happens everybody got a phone in their hand when we used to mm-hmm. go out to eat, the entire table, we talked, we laughed, we mm-hmm. caught up. Now you got to worry about the phones or a person. You might as well get them a chair because they are also a part of the table. So let's talk about some of the things that are healthy about mingling. And since um, Elder and Atisha started with that, Shantice, I'll, I'll come to you and ask you, what are some of the uh, uh, benefits of actually going out 
you're from you're a millennial, so you you know you know about this stuff here. This is not new to you. Yes. The benefits of being out mingling. Oh my goodness, you get to see what people try to hide when you speak mm. to them via mm. virtually. So whether it's if you if you hit my DM or if you send me a Facebook message or if we're texting, you can't hide all of this. You can't hide if you can't read. You can't hide <laughs> if you don't groom, groom yourself properly. You can't hide how ignorant you speak. You can't hide, well, you can't hide if you can't spell because we're texting. But there, there's a lot that you, you know, you can't hide when we're now face-to-face. You know, I get to see how you are in a public setting. I get to see if you're a social person. I get to see if you are, like, real quiet because you don't know how to social, how to socialize or if, you know, you're just kind of mellow right now. And I'm at the point. You know, and I was like, dag, yo, like, I'm really an adult adult. Like, this is crazy. Okay. But, you know, we're at the point now where it's like, when he is like, wait, I'm like, God said my life's 40 in a couple of years. Like, goodness gracious. So I'm not with the, let me fill you out. Listen, let everything out. Like, if we're, ma- if we're out and we're mingling, you know, whether it's a one-on-one or if we're out with a group, I want to see everything because I'm not hiding nothing. I'm not hiding the way I eat. If I'm hungry, yes, I want the appetizer and the salad and the entree, yes. I don't need I don't need the representative. I'm not showing the representative because it takes too much energy. But nowadays, and I remember saying this before, God is not allowing the representative to really last the way he was allowing the representative to last before. So it's like the representative may last about five, ten minutes, and then after that, whether you're you're trying to let the real you out or not, it's going to come out. But those are the benefits of mingling. You get to really see, and if you're smart, you learn how to shut up and listen and be observant, and you don't have to ask as many questions as you think you have to ask because people end up telling you all their business, whether they intend to or not. But if you're attentive enough, you'll see within that one time of mingling with them or around them, sometimes it doesn't even have to be directly, but just being around each other, you can see uh, I'm not going to be able to really take this any further with this person. So it it really comes, now is really the time where it's like enough, the, the real time for COVID is over, but enough is enough with just this, I meet you online and now we're married. Like, I don't understand that. But now it's really, because that's how it is now. It's like, I go online, you look cute, we go together, now we're engaged, now we're married. Like, whatever. And now I see you in person, and I may not even like the shoes you wear. It's just bugged out to me. But mingle, and you see all the things, and it forces you to not try to hide either. You know, because it's easy to always look across the table. But it forces you, because if you really want someone who's authentic, you're not going to want to be fake, you know. So it, it really helps for you to really see all the things that people try to hide behind their social media pages and a dating site. Okay, okay. Elder Nitisha, some of the benefits of actually going out face-to-face interaction. Yeah, I, you know, I think the, the the for me the major benefit, and you know what? Let me let me start with this. Um, 
now that I, you know, um, am a bit older, when I think about myself in my 20s and in my 30s, if there was, you know, how to have that question, what would you say to your younger self? It would really be to just enjoy to enjoy my life because growing up in church, you know, um, the single women always felt like you were not established unless you were a married woman. The married women were held in higher regard. They were emphasized. They were looked as the chosen ones. And if you were single, you kind of felt less than um, in, in, in the church um, arena. And so what that did to me is in my 30s, in my, well, I was in my 20s because by my 30s I was married. But in my 20s, I spent most of my 20s desiring to be married instead of just living. So I think the major benefit is that you get to just really live your life that you are out, and I think that is the most attractive mm-hmm. element about a woman. When you are self-aware, when you are asking yourself these questions like, what do I like? What do I feel like eating tonight? What am, what am I in the mood for? As opposed to just settling for sitting on your couch, throwing on a Netflix movie, and you know what I mean, and just being in that space, opt mm-hmm. to put on something nice, get up and get out. Go outside and live your life. If you feel like Chinese food, don't just order from the Chinese restaurant and and have it Uber Eat. Get up. Get up, my sister, Mm -hmm. and go outside. Go to a nice Chinese restaurant. Sit down. In fact, before you even get the Chinese, YouTube how to use the sticks. What do you you call it? The little sticks? The chopsticks. Chopsticks. The chopsticks, yes. Right. YouTube, how to utilize the chopsticks. Teach yourself something new. Go out and enjoy. Travel, ladies, please. Please hear oh. me. Travel. Travel, mm-hmm. travel, travel. Mm-hmm. It broadens your perspective. Mm-hmm. It allows you, yep. it gives you more exposure. And as you are out, as you are people watching, to some of what Shatis was saying, it allows you the opportunity to even determine, to, to, to really know what you want in a man as you engage and you watch. Mm-hmm. You know, as you watch people, mm-hmm. you can look at a man and be like, mm-mm, I would never. Look at how he's walking mm-hmm. in front of her. If I get a man, I need my man to walk beside me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it allows it allows for you to just live your life, get in touch with you, know who you are, know what you want, know what you like, so that when mm-hmm, that man comes mm-hmm. into your life, he don't got to try to be your savior. If he right, wants to sit home right. and watch basketball or football, you don't got to be sitting there with him. Like, we don't never do nothing. You don't never take me nowhere. You try to get up and go take yourself outside like you was doing when you were single. Right, right. If you do this stuff in your singleness, then it'll take some of the pressure off your marriage. Uh, trust me mm. when I tell you. So start now. Start now with being your own woman. Be your own person. Enjoy you. Love you. You like you like jazz? Go. Go listen. Enjoy. Throw on a cute little dress and go and have you a good time. Have you a mocktail and enjoy your life. And men of, of your caliber, ladies, will be attracted to you because you'll be a woman of stature, of statue, a woman who is self-aware. And the dogs won't come barking because they would look at you and see <laughs> that you're going to be hard work. And dogs want easy food. They don't want to work for their food. They want it to be laid out. So if you present yourself as, as a woman of stature, the dogs, they, they won't even approach you because you're too much work for the dogs. 
the man who's willing to put in the work, who can match your fly, that's who you want to identify who you are. Mm, Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, as you were talking, ladies, I, I started thinking about what do you what do you think about when you are younger, when you are a young woman? And mm. I think about the things that I tell my girls and I have they're vast in ages. They're from thirty eight to twenty five or twenty five to thirty eight, whichever one you want to say. And one of the things I, I tell Tamasia is who's a 25-year-old, I said to her, listen, right now is the time to seize every mm. opportunity you have. Mm. Now is the time. Before you settle down, do Man. what you need to do now, to me, there is nothing worse than looking at a woman who has gotten married, had children, and now she's trying to catch up on all the stuff that she didn't do before she got married or before she had kids. Take this opportunity to do all the things that these ladies have said. Why? Because you will learn more about yourself. You know, Shantice mm-hmm. talked about being observant and, and and watching, you know, the other people, uh, you know, the men. You'll learn a lot about yourself. You'll learn a lot about what you don't like, what you do like, the things that you don't know that you'd like to get to, um, to, to, to learn. There are so many things that you get to, you know, how you, you're grooming, you're being groomed. Allow God to groom you. Let God grow yes. you. Learn to do different things. Learn to, you know, people, you know, South Old Ladies, learn to crochet, learn to sew, learn to cook. I, I don't understand these women who go get married and you can't do your child's hair. You, you can't cook your man a meal. I don't get this. What have you been doing? I don't get it. Putting on you lashes. know you wanted. They can put on lashes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't get it. You want to be married, but yet you have not taken the time to prepare to be married. What married woman you know, if you're from the hood, what married woman you know don't have to cook? Because she ain't got a man that's going to take her out all the time. You don't clean your house. You don't wash clothes. Oh, my gosh. I don't understand. People who have kids don't wash clothes but once a month. Who lives like this? You Listen, take this opportunity to do and learn all these things. I hear all the time, I hate doing laundry. It's part of life. I don't get it. Please help me understand this. How do you hate this? If you if you did it when you were supposed to do it, you wouldn't hate it so much. If it was a part of your regimen, it wouldn't be so bad. But this comes from people who party all the time and they always out. Now, now laundry is, oh, my God, I got to do laundry. This is stuff that... You learn to do as you go along in life. And during the time when you're 25 and and things like this, and you know what, you know, if you'd like to be a married woman one day, you know, listen, like Eldon I teacher said, like Shanti said, utilize this time to actually get up out your house 
And you, if, mm-hmm. if you don't, see, I'm, I was always the type of person, I didn't mind going out alone. I go out to a movie, I go out to a concert, I go walking downtown and looking at the buildings. I didn't have a problem doing mm-hmm. anything alone. So if you don't know how to be alone, learn how to be alone and enjoy you. Take a class. There are classes out here that you can take. Learn how to do a lot of different things so you're not a one-note Charlie and then later on you sitting there with your hand underneath your chin bored with you. I don't get bored. Mm-hmm. Every time I turn around, I've learned something new. At 57, I'm learning new things still. I, I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. So you rob yourself, ladies. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be straight up honest. When you listen to Shanti's mm-hmm. Elder Natisha, when you don't live that kind of you rob yourself. And then when you finally mm-hmm. do settle down, now you feel like you're being robbed. Because he don't want to go out all the mm-hmm. time. If you, and there's nothing wrong with that, going out, you know, spending time with one another. But I'm going to tell you something else. I'm going to slide this one in. When y'all get married today and by the time you come off the honeymoon, you pregnant, oh, wait a minute now. How y'all didn't got to learn one another and now you didn't add a third person to this equation? All, see, all of this stuff, mm-hmm. you rob yourself. You rob yourself from learning your husband. You rob yourself from your husband learning you. There's some alone time that the two of you need. Already, y'all, have started the marriage, you cranky, your, your, your body is changing, you got something moving around inside of you, he want to have sex, but you ain't comfortable no more. See, all this kind of stuff will not work later. It works against you. So, yes, how did Pastor Steph get that far? Because this is life. And as a pastor, mm-hmm. and I'm sure Elder Natisha hears it, you hear mm-hmm. all of the things mm-hmm. that people say. This is mm-hmm. all of what people are experiencing. And as Elder Natisha said, I think the same thing. I was a young mother, 18 years old. I, I, I went to college, came home with a baby. I'm like, how dumb were you? You idiot. Now, I love my girl. I love my girl. I don't regret her. But... Yes, if I if I could have done it another way, hindsight is twenty twenty, And I'm like, what a dope were you? You robbed yourself of college. You robbed yourself of college experience. You robbed yourself of being, you know, a single person and, and, and just being able to explore. No, I had a, a, a daughter who grew up with me. And, you know, that part of it mm-hmm. I would not change because she's the best thing that could have ever happened to me. But, again, when you look Amen. back and you say, what would you say? <laughs> 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 what would you say to your younger self? You have to think about these things and all the ways that I robbed myself. And I think one of the biggest times I could have kicked myself was I never forget I was looking for another job at the the last job I was on. And I was looking in the wanted ads and it said um the minimum the minimum they would pay was a hundred thousand. And you had to have all these things, all this experience, all of this knowledge, and I had it all until I got to the bottom, and it said all I needed was an associate's degree. And I was like, oh, Stephanie, 
Oh, Stephanie. Now, would it have benefited me, you know, against the job that I had? That's something completely separate and apart. What I'm trying to say to you is there are going to be periods in your life where you're going to realize you, you robbed yourself. So listen mm-hmm. to what the ladies have said. You know, you do want to find a good man, and you don't want to be stuck with the one you got who can't read or who can't keep a job or who got a whole bunch of kids or you know who was already married twice. Listen, there's a lot of value. Yes, ma'am. There's there's one more thing too that um, is a nuance to me that I am as I walk alongside my young adults that I'm finding. We've got to also, and maybe this is even another another show topic, but we've got to find a way to healthily suppress our sexual appetites while Thank we are you. in Amen. the season. Because Thank what's you. happening is that when they are getting married, they now are having trouble because they suppressed it in a way that was unhealthy. Mm. And now you get into your marriage and you're unable to perform and you're unable to get that sexy back. And that was literally, Mm -hmm. and I use that term because that's literally the question that was asked to me as my friend, one of my girls is on the journey to marriage. She's like, but how do I get my sexy back? And so then I Mm. reached out to another one of my young ladies who just got married, and I said, hey, is this really an issue? Is this a thing? She said, absolutely. We are struggling right now because we suppressed Mm. our sexual appetite so Mm -hmm. much so to where we feel dirty. We feel, Mm. I'm like, God, a man is under fire. What y'all talking about? But (laughs) the way way that it was done, the way that they suppressed their sexual appetite. So we've also, ladies, as you Mm. are in this journey, don't make sex a bad thing. Make it a right. choice that you are choosing to wait on because you want the heightened benefit. You want the best right. possible outcome from your experience. Not that it is bad, it is dirty, and God said no. Like all of this stuff that we, we mm-hmm. spiritually just kill it. You're killing your sexual appetite, and then you can't perform in marriage. So wow, wow. Can I have one. front row seats to that class, please? I need front row seats to that class. <laughs> I'm showing up early to that class. Amen. <laughs> Good point. I like that one. I like that one. A nice area to close this conversation, this group conversation with. Thank you so very much, ladies. Um, I love this stuff. I love this stuff. Thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation, and we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you so much. Great day, ladies. Thank you. All right. What a conversation. Leave it to the ladies to turn it up. All right. Let's get this benediction. Mm. All right. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. You know, having hope in the Lord is is really very powerful. You know, I think about my life before I, I gave my life to the Lord. And that comes from me looking around at this world now. It comes from me talking 
um, and speaking to, you know, um, those who are, you know, just kind of either chatting or looking for some counsel or asking questions. And that's going through this news every day, going through the news every day and realizing that this world is, is really hopeless. And that's one of the things I always say to myself, it's like, wow, boy, you before you gave your life to the Lord, you were hopeless. And how do they manage now? I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so, so grateful to God that I don't have to live hopelessly. And I know what it is to put my hope in the Lord. And, you know, that that conversation was, was extremely um, stimulating for me because, you know, again, when you look back over your own life and, you know, um, I say to my young people today, I said, we, we didn't have the babysitting that you have today. You know, y'all are really blessed to be able to have people that are just going to really, you know, they're there to mentor you. They're there to walk beside you. You know, despite where the world is, you do have some people that are accessible to you that are really, really beneficial because they have um they have experiences that they're not afraid to share with you. They're very transparent. They're willing to, you know, really put themselves out there. You know, I think about how blessed Shantice is to be able to pick up the phone. She speaks and and chats with Elder Natisha. She speaks and she chats with uh, Pastor Charlene, Pastor Kim. She doesn't have any problem calling these women of God and, and, and chatting with them and asking questions and being upfront and open. Why? Because they, in turn, they speak from experience. They're not afraid to say where they were, the mistakes they've made. And and listen, I'm going to give it to you raw. I'm going to tell you exactly, you know, what it is. You know, I, I still don't know everything, you know. that and, and it's wonderful for God to provide people like that for us to be able to really talk to. Now, that's a blessing. Because that's not, you know, that wasn't something that we had growing up. You know, people weren't as open back then. You know, and later on when you found out what some people went through, you're like, excuse you. But there's hope. There's hope in God. There's hope in Christ. And there's nothing he does not want for you. Nothing. You know, the Bible tells us that all good and perfect gifts come from above. God wants the absolute best for us. There is nothing that God does not want for us where he will not provide for us. So it's not like we serve a God that wants all of this, but yet he keeps all of this stuff hidden and, you know, you you don't have access to. He wants these things for you, and he makes it available. But it's up to us to be wise enough to be able to see, understand, and go for it, and not be afraid to go for it, not be drawn, you know, to, you know, the people who say, excuse me, oh, you know, 
excuse me, church ain't about nothing, God ain't about nothing, and, you know, it, it, I want to live, and, you know, you you go ahead and give yourself to the Lord, or, you know, start going to church, you know, you stop living, and because that's the common misconception, is that once you give your life to the Lord, as Shanti always calls it, you're a dry Christian. So we want to encourage you today. We want to encourage you to know that accept the Lord. Accept everything that he has to offer you. You know, I always say, you you, can't, you couldn't do worse. They, 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 you're not going downhill when you take the Lord at his word. There are so many promises that are in the Bible. We're not even talking about the promises on your personal life, but just the promises that he makes in his word that is accessible to you. Do not miss this opportunity to just take God at his word and live your best life. Is it going to be easy? Nope. But we just got finished talking about it yesterday. There's that, that peace that, that Christ provides. You're not going to get that out here in the street. God already, God already lets us know that what this world has, uh, they ain't got no peace for you. You're always going to find yourself in a stir. You're always going to find yourself wanting more. You're going to always find yourself grasping for something. And this is what we're talking about today. All the stuff that we're going after, seek Christ. Seek Christ as your personal Savior because, listen to me, you, if you think you see a struggle, we talked about that yesterday as well, then imagine your struggle without the Lord because I can't even imagine it. So you're listening to a group of people who have tried God. And we are not here to tell you that our life is easy. We're not here to tell you that we don't struggle at all. We're not here to tell you that life does not have its challenges. For those of us who do have children, not only do we have uh, our personal challenges, but now we have to help our children with their challenges. If we're married, we've got to help the spouse with their challenge. Oh, this, this, this not on you alone. It's not like, you know, a person like Shantice who has nobody but Shantice. And all she has to do is worry about Shanti's. Because when you have a family, you know, now the family becomes your world also. So, you know, it's not just going to be about you. But there's peace. In all of that stir, there's peace. And you can't go wrong when you take God and you put him, I mean, put him on the, uh, in the front of you. Put them on the side of you and let them cover your back, let them cover your top, and let them cover your bottom. Surround yourself with God. and I mean, just let God surround you with him. Lay in his bosom. You cannot and you will not go wrong. You don't want to face life by yourself. Trust me when I tell you. And the reason why we can sound so confident is because we have been where you are and might be where you are right now. But there's a peace that surpasses all understanding and allows you to live your best life. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, 
prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew, the ladies, for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen your relationship with the Lord right now, because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares, where it's therapeutic Thursday. Until then. I love you.